Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of 7 Minute Scaling Secrets where we interview entrepreneurs and learn a secret on how they scale up their businesses. Today we have a special guest, Asher Ao, who has big brands that he has worked for, Lexus, OCBC, Bayer, and more interestingly, and this something that just blows my mind, is that he has a Twitter account, and more importantly, uh, Barack Obama actually follows Asher. So, uh, we have uh, the honor of having Asher on the show today. Asher, please tell everybody more about what you do and, and, and more importantly, why is it that you say that you deal in attention? This episode was brought to you by Superscaling. Join the Superscaling Ignite program today and learn how you can systemize and superscale your business so that your revenues can grow to at least $100,000 a month with a productive team from all over the world raving fans as clients and happy founders who have true freedom. Visit superscaling.com slash ignite today. And now back to the episode. Okay, thanks Alvin for the introduction. Hi everyone, my name is Asher. So for me, what I do is I pretty much deal with uh, help people and brands to get attention because in terms of social media today, right, without attention, you pretty much can't grow a business. You can have all the expertise, you can have all the knowledge, you can have a whole bunch of experience. But if people don't even know who you are, they can't even get a taste of your experience. They can't even get to see what you've got to offer, right? They Then in that case, you're kind of on the wrong side of the table. You're on the losing side of the table. So that's the reason why I do is I actually get to uh, teach people and train people, help them to actually showcase the best parts of themselves to let more people experience and see who they are. And also, I've, uh, as what Alvin has rightly mentioned earlier, I have just a little bit of experience you know, in teaching like the, or in working together with multinational corporates like Bayer, with Lexus, uh, OCBC. Okay, so uh, so these are the numbers. And for why President Barack Obama follows me on Twitter, right? some people have asked me that before. So uh, for me, there, at one point in time on in Singapore, when social media was still kind of new, I was one of uh, in on in one of Singapore's top few most followed uh, users. Okay, that was Singapore was still very new. I was using the follow from follow model back then, which kind of worked then. Now, nah, I wouldn't recommend that at all. And as to why does he choose to follow me? I believe President Barack Obama is a very smart man, and I don't question smart people's decisions. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Like, not not a lot of people can say that. Like, how many followers, or how many people is uh, Obama following? I don't know. He has about a, about half a million, but out of that, he has like 140 million people that's following him. So that's uh, wow. on Twitter itself. Yeah, he has the, he's the most followed man on, on Twitter. Of Some people think it's Elon Musk, but no, the, currently he still holds the fort. He still holds the fort. Oh my God, that's incredible. Well, that's a great accolade. Uh, so tell the audience, like, uh, Asher, the attention dealer, how do you even get started with attention? How do you, as a person, like, you know, gravitate towards this? Was this something that you've always thought of doing when you were like growing up? Okay. Actually, how, when I was growing up, I would say, uh, I actually avoided attention. I had stage fright. So, but I, that's one thing I has learned when I was a kid, when I was very young is that, you know, if you are able to conquer the stage, you kind of beat the rest, like 97% of the, the world. That was the biggest fear. So as a kid, I was like, okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So, uh, you know, sometimes there's school shows and afterwards there's a performance on stage. Like, hey, kids, come on stage. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Up. I, 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 I took a step. I moved forward, but I didn't dare. I didn't dare. I was just off the stage. I was like, okay, kids, come on up. I stepped a few steps and okay, I took a step. I'm about to go on stage. Thank you, kids. You can go down now. I was like, ugh, okay. I didn't get to go on stage. Okay. But, but 
that gave me a little bit of uh uh I would say a taste of starting to conquer my fears. Eventually, I started to appear on stage. I started to go on stage as a kid to to join stuff like that. Uh, I was I was uh presenting a book about the Istana where the president stays. Okay, to to my school as a kid as well. Uh, and afterwards, I started to appear on stage on theater as an actor uh, on on TV screens, on some commercials, and some movies locally as well. So a couple of things I've been doing, but all of this while I'm doing that, I'm still very much an introvert. Still very much identify as an introvert. And I realized that some of these skills, uh, it's not that it came very naturally. Yes, there was an innate uh, desire for it. But I do believe after some time with all the skills that I've learned, uh, that anyone can actually take these skills, learn them and with practice, apply them to showcase the best version of themselves authentically. It's not about, you know, uh, I'm very rich, I'm very successful, whatever, but it's really showcasing the best version of themselves very authentically to people so that they can really relate to and understand and like, hey, this guy is real, he's energetic, but, you know, uh, in real life, he may not be as energetic, whatever, but it is an extension, it's a believable thing. So, yeah, that's the, the thing about, just a little bit about history. Yeah. Without, otherwise, this is going to go way more than seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like a typical brand, like what, what do you see are the main problems that brands and the videos that they create typically have, right? I mean, all of us are on social media, we see in commercials and TV advertisements even, right? And these mm-hmm. are all videos. What do you see are uh, some of the big problems that brands commit when they create all these videos? Yes, the big problem with a lot of brands and many people think of is this thing, disconnect, right? It's, it's when you're doing, a, uh, when you're connecting with people on social media on scale using video, right? You, you want to make people feel con- that connection, that relatability, right? yeah, relatability, okay? You need to have that in. Without yeah. it, if you try to position yourself as the guru, as the master, as the expert, whatever, you kind of distance yourself from people because when people are watching a video, it's always... A, a pair of eyes to one screen at a time, yes. right? And individually, they will make assumptions based on their say, like, okay, do I like this person? Do I dislike this person? Is this person worth my attention? Okay. Should I, should I be listening in? So a lot of brands think that what they need to do is showcase like a very professional version of themselves. That was a scenario many years ago. Today, in the day that we're living in, you want to showcase to people the personable aspect you know, of the, the, the day-to-day kind of aspect, the challenges that you face, the, the difficulties that you have, then these are the kind of things that people can relate to a little bit more rather than just keep showing, oh, I'm very successful, I've got cars, I've got, right. you know, this kind of stuff, you know. So there is stories to that. So uh, a lot of brands tend to forget that they only sh- they are showcasing the solution to people, but what they really need to do as well is to showcase the problem that led to the solution that complete the story because too many brands do that of like showcasing the success part the after but they don't show the before showing that entire journey actually attracts people to you and attracts people to to the brand itself and makes it relatable it doesn't have to be perfect i think that's the thing i wanted to say ah got it so i think uh too many too many companies focus on professionalism and perfection and end up end up like cutting uh, disconnecting themselves away from the target audience that they want to reach out to. Uh, is this something that applies to only uh, people, like you know, brands that are people, personal brands, or is it something that can apply to corporations also, like big brands, like we talked about Lexus, OCBC, and Bayer, who are your clients. Uh, are these also possible for brands like this? 100%. 
Okay, now when it comes to brands, okay, the the you can you can of course find different uh okay every brand there's a little bit of strategy to it, but generally speaking, if we were to let's say if I were to a blanket statement, which is not a fair treatment, but if I were to a blanket statement for it, I would say for all of these brands to represent themselves authentically to the audience, right, is very heavy based upon the story always upon a story because inside the story you, you can hear the nuances you can hear the details the, the 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 exciting stuff the drama all this stuff comes into telling a story and it's visually you could tell a story you could also tell a story verbally that means just literally saying it or tell a gradually evolving story so let's say a big corporate side corporate side they can actually ask about their they can interview their clients their customers okay and then get the story from them and then use their best case stories from their clients. Uh, this is something very important. I think a lot of customers, a, a big companies can do is to find their best clients and then interview them to get the stories from them to attract more of such best clients. Okay, if you can do that, that's amazing. For smaller brands, smaller brands will be much more about, uh, you know, really very much about putting the uh, their developing story. How are they developing? Because the developing story is also very interesting to watch. Uh, uh, there's a lot of examples on social media of people who are starting a, a watch brand, a, a brand to watch, <laughs> a watch brand, where he literally started from scratch. He went from home and after he go around the way, he built a brand from that. So you can see a lot of examples where many things, if on social media, always remember that attention is the thing that gets uh, a bit, that gets the good stuff coming in, okay, right. for the business. Attention yeah. is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. I mean, just the other day, I was uh, on the bus and I saw this guy beside me use his phone and he was on TikTok. <laughs> uh, TikTok is the rage these days. Mm -hmm. And the way he used TikTok is kind of different from how I use TikTok. So I use TikTok and I, I tend to be a bit slower and I try to see what the story or the video is about, right? But the guy, there, there was no chance at all. He was just like, Flick, 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 flick. It was so quick. Like if you don't get his attention, not just in yep. three seconds, which is the 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 thing people say is right. You need to catch, mm -hmm. capture people's attention in three seconds. That guy only gave the video, I think, one second. That's it, man. Yep. If you don't capture his attention in one second, he's gone. Yes. And and right. that to me just just uh you know amplifies the message that you're saying, right? That uh the currency that we deal in today is not value. Value is only can only be there if in the first place people pay attention to you. People exactly. actually acknowledge you. People actually want to connect with you. Now, only then right. can we talk about value. So 100%. I, yeah, I think that that is the world that we live in right now. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah. Statistically speaking, just to add on to that, right? On TikTok, whatever, the time spent, generally speaking, let's say your Instagram, you're on YouTube, whatever, it's yeah. about three seconds. TikTok, it's half a second. So you've got half a second to grab someone's attention to decide whether he or she wants to carry on with your video. And then afterwards, uh, actually for all videos, the only goal, if I were to, if there's one tip I would give for everybody who's listening to this, right? One tip, the only goal for your video, okay, is to get someone to watch it for three seconds. That's it. That's it. If you can get someone to watch your video for three seconds for any video you put out, okay, the, the algorithms, whatever platforms you're on, will actually encourage more people to watch your videos. Because there's so many videos now, the attention span, they just, they just lost very quickly. If you can catch them for three seconds, it will allow the, the algorithm to push out your video to a little bit more people. Three to six seconds. That's the only goal if I were to give that simple takeaway. Oh, wow. What's the best way to do that? Is that to start with a hook? 
Is that to like, you know, uh, do some yes. like pattern interrupt? Is that like, what was the best way for brands and businesses who are listening into this podcast uh, to really like, you know, start learning about? Yeah. So hook is definitely the most important thing. So because in terms of hook, what kind of hook? Something mysterious. You have something that's mysterious or a very, very bold statement. Okay. So a very, it's a, something mysterious that they got to find out what it is or very, very bold statement. So these two things are some things you can consider to get someone's attention. And then it, how do you do that? Here's where, if let's say for the big companies, here's what you do. You have R&D, okay, to go and look through a whole bunch of your competitors and then look at what are the, what are the things that are working for them. That for the first three seconds, what work for them and you, what you do, you reverse engineer, okay? This is where you have research and development. <laughs> I think uh, this, this, this saying I heard before, if you take from one source, okay, that's plagiarism. If you take from multiple sources, that's research. <laughs> so <laughs> you just research around and then just from that and then just uh, uh, reverse engineer. That same concept can be applied for an individual or a small business, okay? Uh, look around based on what has been working for other people, reverse engineer the first few seconds, find out what is the hook, what got people to stop. And then from that, apply that onto your business. Of course, there's a, a few other things other than a hook, okay? There's also a structure that needs to go in. So having a structure in place, for example, I like to say people, you need to have the hook. After you've got the hook, you have the problem, agitate, solve, a very common uh, formula, a call to action and an unhook. So an unhook is basically, you take, uh, you hooked it in, for example, you when you unhook it at the end, you are, it's like, you know, you fulfill the clickbait in a sense. Yeah. Okay. So when you unhook them, that means you're, because some people may not get that you have actually answered the hook in the content. When you unhook it at the end, what you do is that you're just reminding people why were they here in the first place and you complete that loop in a sense. So that is what it sense uh, in a way if you have a structure that way. Oh, nice. So is this something that you do for your clients uh, in terms of like creating videos or video frameworks for them? Yeah, so what we do for the what, what I do, okay, for my clients and the people that I work together with is to help them to uh, craft together with them. So uh, because when it comes to creating something, uh, it's not so much because I'm not in a like, big scale agency. A couple of my friends are, you know, they, they create, they shoot like very powerful, expensive videos for big brands like Air Asia, Simmons. I was in the Simmons app, okay, so in a whole bunch of other stuff. So, but for me, what I like to do is I like to work with the owner or someone who has the creative uh, direction for the brand. And we try to work out based on the structure itself to create a series of content. Uh, and then they can put it out there to showcase themselves. But all of these are all through proper structure, through proper planning and proper strategy. And yeah, I would say that is the plan that I help with my clients with, I would say, yeah, to simplify it. Okay. Well, I'm just very curious, like what were you doing before videos? Like I know videos is pretty recent thing, right? Like even not, not just a few, I guess a few years ago, we were just looking at maybe even just images or text. Mm -hmm. And then now videos is all the rage. Uh, well, how do you figure out that videos was your thing? How do you realize that you were such a storyteller and such a uh, attention uh, kind of dealer? I would say that came through a whole bunch of mistakes. I would say I tried a lot of stuff. I, I tried writing, I tried uh, videos, I tried uh, graphics, I tried a whole bunch of different stuff. And video just is just the most uh, natural way for me to present. So, and also because I realized uh, the, the, what I call like live streaming, live streaming is one of the easiest ways to do it is because like one of the biggest, uh, uh, I would say clutches, okay, of content is the publish button. Mm. A lot of people, when they create content, they scripted it, they wrote it, they shot it, but when it's time to publish it, they don't. 
because at that point in time to put it into the world, they are thinking, okay, you know, what if people don't like it? You know, what if there's no views? What if, what if that? And they shoot all over themselves. As I think uh, Tony Robbins says, right? He shoots all over themselves. Uh, so, but live streaming, the, the great thing about live streaming is that you press go, you're immediately put in front of an audience. Just like Alvin, if let's say I were to put you in front of an audience, by hook or by crook, you're going to say something. You have to deliver upon that because there's an audience there. So right. live streaming has that same thing where if you're put in front of people, immediately you go and then you start to speak and share. And then from that, from that aspect, some people can take the live streaming content and then splice it up and then bring it to smaller versions. That's one way to do it. Um, yeah. So I think I might have off track a little bit. So that's, yeah, I think I went off track. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, cool, 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 cool. I think live streaming is something that uh, even I didn't really like explore, uh, but has been made popular by a lot of platforms, right? TikTok, Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, they all have their live yep. uh, functionalities, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's something that not a lot of people are taking advantage of. Yes. Uh, is, is live streaming something that you do for your business as well? Yes, live streaming amongst all the, in terms of uh, all the different ways to get in touch with your prospects and clients, it is the strongest, the strongest. I guarantee that. Why? If let's say if let's say someone who is on TikTok, on YouTube, whatever, okay, so or maybe LinkedIn. If let's say someone who is starting out on TikTok, two different people, one has uh one thousand followers, the other also has another thousand followers. But the to compare the two, one of them actively does live streaming, the live streaming one will win because it has that human to human interaction on scale. That's the thing that's very powerful about live stream because on when you do live stream, people can very quickly get a feel, a vibe of who you are. And as a personal brand, that is very, very powerful because people always buy from people. They don't, they don't just, they can't buy from brands, but they buy from people as well. So what they do is that if they watch a brand, they, they see you on live, they enjoy you, they like the vibe, that can actually cause someone to navigate and make, uh, you know, you'll be attractive to them. Now, if they don't like you or the better, that means the earlier you exit, the better, you know, sometimes you are filtering that way. So right. that actually, there's so much aspects because at that point in time, it's like, you know, in the olden times, not say olden times, I speak as if I'm very old, but <laughs> like, like I am actually, uh, so like celebrities, right? You know, sometimes the, having the celebrities meet and greet is very exciting for fans. That aspect is now kind of transferred onto social media. Taylor Swift did something similar like that as well before, where she actually had a online meet and greet and stuff like that to actually, uh, when she was starting out, when you do something nice to start to meet your fans, to meet the, when you're starting out, especially, it helps to create a very strong bond because many brands, especially for those who are starting out and even for those who are doing very well, they have this feel that, you know what, I, I, I should have a bit of a distance from people. Yes and no. Yes and no. If you want to get the strong uh, sticky factor, having the live stream really, really helps. But if you want to, uh, if, if you, let's say, yeah, basically, if you, you have that live stream factor, it really increases the sticky factor because you are there answering questions live. You're there on the spot. People can see you who you are. You are very human. You're not like everything is all prim and proper, which is right. why more and more people are getting, uh, uh, are getting different views about influencers because some people, influencers, showcase the best version of themselves, but in real life, there's someone else completely different. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So is this something that's applicable for businesses and brands as well? Is that something that they can do? Hmm. Okay, when it comes to businesses and brands, now the interesting thing is, can they have someone that will represent the brand? Oh. Okay, and they need to trust that person with it. This okay. is something very interesting to consider. Uh, it's like social media, 
these days, if you when it comes to social media, previously it was a uh, not, not a lot not a lot of brands dare to do it. But let's say you scoot the the plane, right? They mm-hmm. let someone from social media handle, and when the person the social media manager communicates with people, it's very human. They, they yeah. joke around with the people as well. So yeah. that kind of aspect is very interesting because you are letting a big brand look human and the the users like us understand that there's a team behind it we kind of know right the the magic is not that that magical we kind of know got it yeah so brands definitely can awesome awesome cool uh well we've come to the end of the show so we have to wrap up but thanks for sharing all those valuable nuggets i think one of the more important things is like what you said right to how uh, how to actually make the brand more personable and more uh, connectable with people. And that means being authentic. That means being true to who they are. And that means being not perfect, right? Being yeah. not professional and showcasing not just the good stuff, but the bad stuff as well. Yeah. The things that yeah. lead you up to who you are. Awesome. So Asher, I'm sure the audience will want to connect with you. How best can they connect with you? Thank you. So if they want to connect with me, head over to asherao.com slash connect. That's A-S-H-E-R-A-W.com slash connect. That's where you can actually find most of my social medias as well. And if they will, if anyone would like to, uh, you can feel free to join my free Facebook group. Okay. In my Facebook group, I too do a weekly live stream there. So if you've got any questions because of business or you just want to see how the heck I mess up on life, <laughs> feel free to join me there. <laughs> awesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Asher Al, the attention dealer. Uh, please go check him out. I'll put his link down in the comments below. Thank you so much for spending your uh, time with us on this episode of 7 Minutes Scaling Secrets. Hopefully, you picked up a nugget or two from my conversation with Asher Al. Uh, hope you guys have a nice day. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share this episode so that more people can connect with us. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you soon.